0: Well, hello, Green Team. Welcome back to another episode of Green Team Academy Podcast Live. I'm Joan Gregerson here, and so happy that you're joining us today. And um, I'm really excited to be bringing you my very special guest, Lisa Yee Litzenberg of Green Career Advisor. Um, and before we get too far, hi, Lisa. Hi, Joan. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Um, And so we're going to hop into that. I want to give you kind of a quick uh, intro real quick, though. So um, before we start talking about that, I want to let you know that you can now support us on Patreon. So if you go to Green Team or to Patreon.com slash Green Team Academy, you can support the podcast, which would be awesome because there's a lot of expenses in putting this together for you. So we appreciate any support. And there's another fundraising call I'm going to mention now. I'll mention it again. One of our challengers in the 2020 International Climate Action Challenge is Trinity Forestry Services. They are doing incredible work in the slums of Kampala teaching vertical gardening and having great success. Uh, they currently do not have a phone or a camera to document their progress. And so if anybody out there wants to help us, we want to raise their first $100 to help them get that going. Um, and we can just do that privately. I, You can reach out to me and I can help you and we can get that sent over to them so they can get back on track. Um, so, all right. So that that's kind of my little... Um, my little intro announcements. I wanted to make sure because I often forget, and also you can check out what all the challengers are doing over at climateactionchallenge.net. It's incredible what people are doing in this 90-day period. We're just about halfway now. We have our summit coming up December 15th to 17th, and Lisa with Green Career Advisor is kindly one of our sponsors, Um, so it's really helpful when people step up and help us Um, pay for the expenses and help promote what these amazing folks are doing around the world. All right. So now let's turn into, turn over to our topic. And um, so the reason I reached out to Lisa is Lisa and I had talked, there's a previous episode that you can see. She um, talked a lot about how you can use your universal skills to transfer into the environmental area. Um, but I reached out to Lisa again and said, you know, how is it going right now during the pandemic? Like, how are people finding jobs? Are they finding internships? And what's going on? And so that is, that's a big question on a lot of people's mind. And she is right in the trenches um, doing this. So So Lisa, let's start with that question. And I'm sure that you were getting that question as well. And so how did you how did you go about trying to come up with a comprehensive answer to that question
1: yes thanks joan um i recently decided i had decided to write an article because i was getting this question so often from people about Um, you know, is it still okay to be searching for a green job during this challenging time? People were really worried about the timing of their job search, especially students who were graduating from university. So I decided to reach out to a number of people that I knew that had successfully secured a green job or internship. Um, In the midst of the pandemic, this was somewhere between um, January and June, where I reached out to people who had successfully secured these green jobs and internships, and asked them, "What secrets do you have? What advice do you have for other green job seekers and other green internship seekers about how you secure these jobs, where these jobs are, and just general um, advice for people out there who may be struggling and and need some guidance?" And so. Um, Some of the advice that I'll share with you today is directly from these job seekers and internship seekers that successfully secured opportunities um, in this space, and then some will be also drawing from my experience over the years in coaching people um, on green jobs and especially in this atmosphere.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And I just, so um, I just shared that link in the comments. So you can see that there. Um, But yeah, so so basically, what you're saying is that you're, you know, you've been doing this green career coaching for quite a while now. And, um, and yet, because our whole world went upside down. And as you were saying, like, people weren't even sure, like, should I even be spending my time now? Like, is it with all the upheaval, should I even be moving forward? Um, So it sounds like the answer is yes, and that, that people are finding jobs. So we had, you and I put together a couple questions. So the first one was, where are people finding jobs? Like where where are people even starting? Because I mean, that's the good news, bad news with the internet is like, there's so much out there. Sometimes it's overwhelming to even know where yeah. to start.
1: Um, great question, John. So sort of the first place I want to start is like drawing again upon the wisdom of uh, the people that I reached out to who are successful green job and internship seekers. Um, half of them found their um, jobs and internships by networking. So that would be either through tapping into their existing networks, letting people know, hey, I'm looking for a green job or internship in this sector, this focus area, and then hearing back from some of their network members that they, you know, eventually that there is this opportunity that might be a match for you, and then they would apply. So many found it that way, Um, or through reaching out to their networks or people they knew at employers of interest. So maybe they had a list of top 10 companies or whatever, and then they started to reach out to people they knew at these companies. And then those individuals would tell them about an opportunity that might be a match. So I think the key here is really um, having a bit of a focus of what you're looking for so that you can tell your network, uh, you can tell people working at these companies exactly what you're looking for so they can look out for you. And then secondly, um, there are other ways besides the networking piece. Certainly green job posting websites, which I'll go over a little bit more in detail here. Um, the employer's web pages, of course, traditional source to look for those. Um, interesting one might be third-party recruiting firms. So these are firms that maybe specialize in a s- specific niche area, let's say sustainability jobs. Usually these recruiting firms, third-party recruiting firms are for higher level roles, um, uh, manager, director, and above typically. And so if you're looking for a higher level job, you might try to find out if there are third-party recruiting firms that recruit in that focus area, reach out to them, share your resume, they're looking for you. So that might be a great way um, as well. So, and then I would also say for specific sites, um, go to my website, greencareeradvisor.com. I do have a green jobs tab on my main website, which I've laid out 50 of the top green job posting sites that I found over the years that I really encourage you to look at. I love greenjobs.net, idealist.org is another really good one, Um, environmentalcareer.com, Ecojobs.com is another one. We'll make sure to get this list out to you as well after um, this session. I, I'm, I'm just posting gonna... them in the links right oh, now, great. too. So we've got it. <laughs> um, sustainability, that sustain, the letter o ability.biz dot B-I-Z forward slash subscriptions. That's a nice one specifically for sustainability jobs that you can access through a private LinkedIn job boards are a few that I would recommend. LinkedIn, of course, and um, indeed.com and other general search engine sites that would help you turn up opportunities as well. So those would be a few of my recommendations of where you can find these opportunities.
0: Awesome. So that's a great I, I think that that first thing that you said is that half of the people got it, found their position through networking, mm-hmm. and so I think that what you're saying. I remember the the uh, statistic I had heard, which is that eighty percent of the jobs are not listed publicly. I'm not sure if that's, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. that holds in all cases, but I think. What it is saying is that especially in these challenging times, Mm -hmm. going back to some of those basics and the Mm -hmm. in-person ideas and and, and so that that idea too of thinking of the places that you'd like to work and then going to LinkedIn and seeing if you have any contacts there or going, I know going to the alumni group was a good tip Mm -hmm. that I learned from our alumni career advisors is starting the alumni group. And because if you went to a big university, you might have somebody that is um, at one of those organizations that you might be able to reach out to and ask for a referral or, or ask some questions. So,
1: yeah, I would say that's a very good point. You know, 50, 80, 90, you know, there's a big percentage, you know, the, the main point is that If you're not looking outside of the traditional sources, the job posting boards and the company pages for job postings, you're missing half or more of the opportunities that may come your way that are a good match for you. And and certainly, if you have a connection within those um, employers that you're interested in, you have an even higher chance of getting your foot in the door with an organization. So it's absolutely critical, especially in this market, to tap into your networks.
0: Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So that's a good thing is where the heck do you start and that focus and knowing, knowing what, at least what you think that you want, Mm -hmm. um, being able to share that. Um, And so then the next question that you said that you were asking people was what got you hired? Mm -hmm. And maybe you could use, um, maybe you could use an example Probably not sharing exact details, mm-hmm. but talking about some of the the case studies that you you know some of the people, uh, what types of jobs, what was their background. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do they think made the difference? What made them stand out and get hired?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll speak in generalities with with this, but I'll say that. Um, I talked to people from all different sectors, private sector, consulting, nonprofits, government um, as well. So what I heard from most people, the most common answer of what got you hired was past relevant experience. There's really nothing that can replace that. This is what employers are looking for when they try to recruit for a new and open position. They're looking for the person who is the best fit, who has done this type of work, who has experience, who's proven um, that they can do this job. So that there's nothing that can replace that. But that being said, I will also add that um, there are a lot of people who are, and I would encourage you to constantly look to improve yourself if there are ways, especially now, if you have some downtime where you can be taking perhaps some online classes, maybe going for an additional certificate program, um, volunteering. So Joan and I are both members of climate reality. Um, We we were trained with Al Gore's climate reality program. And this is something I highly recommend for those of you who might have an interest in climate change work. You have to have substantial work um, on that topic and area of expertise and so, um, getting that training it was a nine day online training for me and now being able to volunteer and do presentations and things like that that's something I can put on my resume so I will say work on getting those experiences also people mention that getting referrals in so again using your network to um, get into those organizations highly customized resume and cover letter that's standard but a lot of people You know, I still get questions from people saying, is it okay if I just kind of customize my resume or cover letter? um, Or how much work do I really need to put into this? I will say it's absolutely critical um, to have a very strong, highly customized resume and cover letter for the jobs that you're applying to because you will not stand out if you don't do that. So for example, um, people often tell me like, oh, I had, the black hole treatment. I've submitted all these applications. I don't hear back a thing. I don't really know what's going on. And sometimes when I delve a little bit deep, more deeply into what's going on, I find that they haven't really spent the time to customize their applications. So many employers will, especially in the private sector, larger companies will use applicant tracking software, which will weed you out from the beginning. They so- sometimes use the software Let's say they'll program it to find the top 20% of applicants who meet the most keywords from their job posting. And those are the ones they're gonna start with. Those applications, the rest are thrown out. Don't even get looked at by a real person. So that may be part of the problem. So highly customized resume, cover letters, hitting on the keywords used directly from the job posting is really critical. I would say um, also being creative. In some aspects, that can make you stand out, certainly. So, I had a client that I worked with who, on her own, developed a website um, to highlight and showcase some of the great uh, work samples that she had to offer. And she's given me permission to share it. Um, it's chloewhite.com. Um, so, if you look up that website, you can see an example of a website that she created with work samples. Um, so, those would be um some ideas of how you can um, stand out and get hired
0: wow those are great um and somebody was asking where are the comments i think with streamyard now and with facebook it doesn't allow us to post the comments into the facebook group so if you go to the regular GreenTeamAcademy.com. um uh Uh, Facebook page under live that you should be able to see the comments there or on YouTube and afterwards we'll be putting this up on the greenteamacademy.com website and so we'll include more of these links there so if you're not seeing them coming through we'll we'll gather all that stuff up and put those um, and it'll also be in the the show notes for the the podcast um, as well all right okay so the whole thing about what got you hired was past relevant experience. And if you're, so if you're lacking in past relevant experience, then mm-hmm. get an internship, volunteer, do a certificate, um, do the climate reality training, do something that shows that that you're serious about this and that you're bringing something extra. Um, make sure that you customize your resume and your, your reference, your your cover letter. People are probably like, uh, oh, I thought that was true, but I was hoping that it wasn't." <laughs> um, so that's good to know. Uh, and and finding a way, like putting together a little website for yourself um, that shows shows that kind of detail. So so going going above and beyond. Um, Yeah, I'll
1: I'll just jump in quickly and say on greencareeradvisor.com. I also have a resources tab that I really encourage everyone to look at. Those are all free resources that I have made available to people, especially during this difficult time. And it has some of my key tools like a resume template. And that helps you put those keywords in there. Um, A resume customization tool and a cover letter template as well. So if you're looking for ideas and tools, I've got them for you.
0: Nice. Wow. That's great. Okay. That's really helpful. So greencareeradvisor.com resources for those kind of templates um, that that can help you make it less of a daunting task. Um, All right. And so would you say, was that kind of what made them stand out from other candidates or was there, did we, did we already cover that or was there anything specific?
1: Um, some of those overlap, but I can add some things here in terms Mm -hmm. of standing out. So we were talking about how, how did they get the job, right? What got them the job, but that ties in with the, how do you stand out? So let me add a few things here. I was kind of surprised actually, um, from some of the respondents that told me that, Number one, being yourself, you know, that seems pretty straightforward, or it might even seem counterintuitive, like you just have to uphold this image of being like this superstar candidate. But in many cases, just being yourself is so important because um, you want to be a match for the job and um, being yourself is the best way to do that. Um, Building and leveraging relationships. So again, networking, we're talking about this over and over, but being able to take you know these things take time to build relationships with people at companies and employers that you're interested in so be thinking about this early start now um, building those relationships networking can be very difficult and challenging for a lot of people I think it's because we all feel this like oh gosh I'm asking this person for help I you know I don't like to do that I'm bothering them but really I encourage people to turn it around and think about networking as, hey, I'm building a relationship over the long term. And so then people feel good about helping people that have genuinely reached out to them. Oh, It's almost like you're building a friendship. So you should ask yourself, would I do this to a friend? Would I only, for example, go to them if I need help on something? Um, no, hopefully you would want to provide some value in that relationship. So a couple examples when you're networking and building those relationships, I get asked this a lot. You'll want to think about like maybe providing some value to them, maybe providing articles or information on conferences, webinars that might be of professional value to them as well. Thanking them, of course, for any time that they've provided and you know, and talking with you, letting them know when you followed up on advice or connections that they suggested, books that they suggested that you read, you know, um, even little things on LinkedIn, uh, they make it easy. It's so-and-so's birthday, so-and-so got a promotion. Take just a couple minutes to congratulate people on a promotion, happy birthday. Those are little things, but to people, that's a big thing, you're making them feel good. You're building that relationship over over time. A few other things, conducting research, in-depth research on the employer's mission, their core mission and their vision. Um, also on the interviewers themselves um, can be very important and then you can really customize what you, your message in the interview to match uh, the company. Um, tailoring your application, we talked about that too. I wanted to add that there was an eye tracking um, study that was done. What's the average amount of time that employer looks at your resume? Seven seconds. That's not very long at all. So it really needs to be um, concise to the point and have very hard-hitting points of what skill sets you have that they're interested in. Um, Significant interview preparation. Uh, I also heard from multiple people anticipating the interview questions in advance. Um, I always suggest people have roughly you know five talking points if you're only asked one question in the interview why should we hire you you should be able to understand like what is it what are at least five things that i want to convey in an interview that make me a standout candidate for this job so that if they don't ask you the right questions you can still convey that at the end or or whatever point is important also understand behavioral interview questions a lot of people don't understand this framework. Tell me about a time, give me an example of. And there's a very specific type and structure of answer that employers are looking for using the STAR format. So you can Google that, make sure you practice answering behavioral interview questions so that you hit all of the STAR format. That's very important. And then lastly, um, maybe anticipating an employer's biggest challenges and taking time to think about what are some solutions that I could bring to the table. That's very impressive. That can help make you stand out as a candidate.
0: Wow, I had never heard of the star format for a behavioral questions. So that's great. I'm putting that note um, in there as another, another thing to. And-
1: That's on my resources tab, too. So please look at that. I have a whole interview section of commonly asked interview questions, sample behavioral interview questions, and it talks you through the star framework for answering those. So take a look
0: at those. awesome. Okay, that's great. That's great. Um, So, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, Lisa has a ton of experience on all of this and Let's see. So, Lisa, before we ask the next question, people are probably already wondering, so I can go to the website, but also how do you how do you work with people? Um, What's what's a way that people can can get in contact with you? Of course, they can go to the website and start researching some of those um, those resources. But if they want to work with you personally, what's the way to go about doing that?
1: Yes. So I would say. um... Uh, number one, I'll just say a couple things in terms of how I work with people, a couple main areas. Typically, so if people want to know what kind of help can I provide, one of the big buckets is helping people with career focus and direction. I get that all the time. People who are super passionate about an issue that they want to work on or the environment in general, but not sure what the jobs are, what, what would be a match for them, or what they would need to do to get to be competitive for those, those roles. So career direction Um, in green career fields. And then secondly, helping people go and secure those jobs through, you know, helping them with job applications, interview preparation, salary negotiations, all of that. Um, But the best way for people to, if you're interested in possibly exploring the opportunity to work with me, I would say again, my website, greencareeradvisor.com. At the top of every page, there's a little place where you can click on and fill out a form to get a free 30-minute session with me to talk through kind of what are your challenges that you're facing, and then we can discuss, like, would I be able to help you and what might that look like, so.
0: Awesome, okay, well, that's great. I just wanted to make sure that we got that in there because probably a lot of people are going, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, so, So again, that, I'm just putting this in the notes for kind of intro consults. Okay, cool. Um, So Lisa, we had one other question, which was, you know, I know for me personally, some of the folks that I was working with before were in cities and different whatever, and then they're they're now on furlough or their budgets have gotten cut and some of, you know, so everything's upside down now, I think. Um, So where would you, where where are people getting jobs? That was our last um, question. Is are there specific areas that tend to be hiring more active now than others? Or or and and I know when I was saying earlier, you did this research. You're like, okay, I don't know if I call it research exactly. I mean, I would because it's you know you're you're reaching out to individuals that are are finding jobs right now. Um, but where? What have you What have you seen? Where are people getting jobs?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll say the people that I um, interviewed for my article on LinkedIn they were from all different sectors. So it's not yes. There are certain employers that are hiring fewer for fewer jobs, but um, I think we had a representation from every sector, where mm-hmm. you know, nonprofit, private sector, government at various levels, and consulting. So all employers are hiring, some more than others. And so I'll say a little bit about what I found. So for the article, I did a little bit more looking into that. And so, for example, environmental consulting firms are hiring for quite a few positions. Um, For my article, I kind of pulled out, I think I did this in August, um, some of the numbers I pulled, for example, environmental consulting firms like AECOM, which is kind of a big energy, sorry, um, energy, And uh, what am I trying to say? In um, engineering uh, consulting firm, they have 1,541 jobs posted. WSP, another environmental consulting firm, 1,000 jobs. Tetra tech, Tech, 750 jobs just in the US and Canada. So, jobs there. Federal agencies are also surprisingly hiring for jobs as well. A uh, few numbers that I pulled again in August, Forest Service, the US Forest Service had 315 315 job postings. National Park Service had 173 job postings. The US EPA had 46 job postings. Um, private sector, um, Nextera Energy, 210 jobs. Impossible Foods, uh, 70 jobs posted. Tesla had 70 jobs posted just in the months of July and August. Clean tech startups. Um, in this case, I looked also abroad, not just in the US. Northvolt is an energy storage company based in Europe that had 250 plus jobs in July and August, also. Um, NLX, 65 jobs, Proterra, uh, 50 jobs. Um, and then from there, you know, NGOs and academia were hiring less, but even those, we had Sierra Club with 59 jobs. Um, The Nature Conservancy, 45 jobs, um, National Audubon Society, 31 jobs, and about 74 jobs posted in July and August in academia for environmental science, ecology, and forestry jobs. So the jobs are out there, just keep looking. I had um, one of my respondents say that he applied to, I don't remember how many it was, I think it said 86 jobs um, and he never gave up. he eventually got his dream job. So
0: be persistent. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. Yeah, because you might, it's kind of like the stories of Stephen King who got rejected, right? Like he got rejected by so many different publishers uh, Mm -hmm. before he finally got his um, his first book published. And so, obviously, those first 87 people that rejected him didn't know what they were missing out on um, either. So that's great. All right. So um, we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank everybody for joining me. And um, so, you know, Tuesday is our podcast live. You can catch us live streaming on Facebook as well as the YouTube channel for Green Team Academy. You can support us at patreon.com slash greenteamacademy. And if you're somebody that would just love to help Trinity Forestry Services in Kampala, Uganda, get a camera so that they can be documenting the amazing work that they are doing um, in the slums of Kampala, teaching youth and women to do vertical gardening. Um, This is a place that has very little opportunities um, and are kind of the forgotten people, and uh, the Trinity Forestry Group is out there working as a nonprofit, um, helping. You know, just being this this point of light. So, if you're interested, reach out to me, and um, we can uh, send the money by World Remit, which is a very easy way to do that. Um, and so wrapping up is there anything else lisa that we need um, and by the way thank you so much again for being a sponsor of the the 2020 international climate action challenge that is so wonderful we love that you're doing that and anybody that wants to join green career advisor and a lot of the a few climate reality Um, chapters and others, then definitely um, head over to climateactionchallenge.net to find out. Um, So yeah, Lisa, any last tips or anything that you want to share as we're closing up here? Yeah, um, I guess just the
1: final themes, and I've said many of these, so just to kind of reiterate, as I just said, be persistent, don't give up, um, use your network. That was a huge theme here develop your network, build your network, use it, develop it as like a long-term relationship over time, and then use that network in your job search. It's, it's so important to uncover the hidden job market, which is at least half of the jobs out there. Um, And then thirdly, I would say, let everyone know about the type of job or internship that you're seeking so that you can really leverage your network. You never know who, is in your network that might be able to tell you about an opportunity. That's actually how I found my first um, job at National Wildlife Federation many, many years ago by telling everyone I knew what type of job I was looking for. And the editor of um, the Endangered Species Update, where I was volunteering, found a job and told me about it because I let him know what I was looking for.
0: That's a good point. And it, it's not like it has to be somebody specifically in your field, you know, the whole, what is it, six, seven degrees of separation um, that somebody, each person probably knows somebody that knows somebody that could could help you. But if you don't mention it to people, then they're not going to know. And that idea of having a little web page, or even you could just create a Google Doc, Mm -hmm. or something that you could share. I know I got a, a letter recently from somebody that said they wanted to look into GIS, and did I know anybody? And it's like I actually do know somebody that's really in the top with GIS, and was able to connect them. He responded back within like 10 minutes. They had this great conversation. She signed up for his course. I mean, it was it was incredible. But it was it started with her um, with her asking. For a referral and i think people love to give referrals so that's a great way to um to make that connection all right okay well congratulations to all those people that just got jobs and uh, internships during the pandemic and thank you so much lisa for everything that you're doing with green career advisor um, i know it's a passion for you to to help people find their full potential in In being a part of the solution, and so um, really appreciate everything that you're doing, and how generous you are with sharing all those resources on your website, um, and uh, that people can reach out to you and do a, a little intro consult if if that might be good. All right. Well, thank you everybody and remember the time for action is now because there is no planet B, so if your action is get a green job, then now you've got some resources to start with. Thanks so much Lisa and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you.